This episode of the Lawyers Hip Hop Happy Hour is sponsored by the law offices of Alfred Guillaume III, a boutique criminal defense firm located in Washington, D.C. The firm specializes in defending federal criminal cases. You can learn more about the firm by visiting our website at guillaumelaw.com. That's G-U-I-L-L-A-U-M-E law.com. Welcome to part two of my interview with Harvard Law-trained attorney Jeremy Duru. In addition to being a published author and one of the nation's top civil rights and sports lawyers, Jeremy is an avid fan of hip-hop. He's what we call in our world a real hip-hop head or someone with OG status. He's been listening to hip-hop since the beginning. You'll see that his hip-hop acumen is on point. We talk about a wide range of music, including his favorite De La Soul tracks, his thoughts on the greatest hip-hop storytelling song of all time, and some of his best memories throughout the years and favorite hip-hop songs. If you want to see what we all look like, please subscribe to my YouTube channel at the Lawyer's Hip Hop Happy Hour, and please continue to follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Lawyer's Hip Hop Happy Hour. We are still joined by our good friend, professor at law, attorney at law, uh, Jeremy Duru. Uh, sir, uh, how are you? Fantastic. And I'm excited to get into this next part of our conversation. Yes, sir. Me uh, too. Which, you know, for those who don't know, you are hip hop. Literally, your age, uh, what you listen to, everything about you is hip hop. Yeah, hip hop is very, very, <clears throat> as for so many people in this world, hip hop was formative for me in many ways. Yeah. And uh, we talked about our ages uh, a little bit when we were uh, preparing for the interview. And I, you know, I like to tout my age out as, oh, I'm a, I'm an expert. I'm 45 years old. I've been around for hip hop forever. But you, sir, are not 45 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 45 years old. You're not that much older. 50 years old. 50 years old. And, uh, and hip hop just turned 50. Yeah. No, I was, it's, um. So you literally are hip hop. The golden age. That's, I've never had. It's never been presented to me that way. But that's, but you are. I, I thought I, I was, what, but you are. That's an incredible thing to hear. Right. You know, um, because of what hip hop is to be for that to be said is very powerful. So we have a tradition here uh, in the studio that we do with all our guests, and some, you know, they uh, go through the motions, and it's not quite as. Uh, um, let me say, passionate as when you did. <laughs> we have a lot of vinyl records. We dig through the crates and we ask the uh, the guests to pull out those vinyl records, which are the most important to them. In that that I have at that particular time in the in the studio, you pulled out approximately seven records. Yeah. Uh, and I think you would have done more if you could have, <laughs> but we couldn't fit it all on camera. That's right. So I want to like take you through some of these records. And one of them I actually picked out for you, uh, and I'll talk about that one last. Um, and uh, I want to take you through, I want you to take us through these records and, and why you picked them out. I want to start off with, uh, we're going to go right to the top, with De La Soul, with the album that you picked out. Please talk about it and say why you picked it out. Sure, yeah. So De La, De La Soul is my favorite hip-hop group. And it's hard Good choice. to say that because there's so many incredible hip-hop there groups. There are. But they made me feel. You know, I, I I enjoyed the earlier days. Fat Boys, actually, Fat Boys was my first love in hip hop. <laughs> Run DMC and all. But when I got when I heard De La Soul for the first time, the album is Three Feet High and Rising. It's right, right behind, behind you for those people who look at the podcast on, um, on video. Yeah, Three Feet and the and the and the song that really struck me is Potholes in My Lawn. I've never heard anybody say that before. It's really? a great song, but 
Oh yeah. man. So you're a true hip hop head. Oh, potholes in my life. It wasn't a, it didn't have a video, right? It wasn't a commercial song. Like, yeah, me, uh, myself, and I was me, myself and I was the big the hit. Album. And Buddy was also another Buddy one. Buddy was a big hit too. Potholes in my lawn. Um, it just the so what made me fall in love with Dela was the, at a time when hip hop, you know, you know the common song where we go through all of hip hop from the beginning to the right. end. I used to love her. I used to love her. Right. From the you Resurrection see, album. Absolutely. So right. you see, I and so when De La came along, it was in the era of a fair bit of braggadocio. Right. And, you know, I would say early to mid nineties when De La yeah. came along. Like really early nineties. Early nineties. Early nineties. Right. Late eighties, early nineties. That's right. Eighty nine, nine, yeah. And um and De La was, you know, they were self deprecating. Right. They were they didn't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. Um, they were incredibly um, creative with the hooks and samples they right. were getting. The samples were soul samples. Just soul just, samples. And right. they were the first ones to really sample in that way. They got sued left, right, and center, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was really the beginning of a of, of, of a great deal of sampling in, in hip hop. And so they were so they they were a part of this world that I'd come to love, hip hop, but they were at the same time transcending. And changing it, I just I couldn't get enough. I listened to that album. It wasn't album; it was a tape. Right, you had the tape. I had the cassette tape. Wow. Rewind yeah. it, play again. Rewind it, play again. If anybody's familiar with those. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we used to make tapes from the radio when yeah. you would hear you songs on the radio. You make your own tape, and you'd have the DJ would always talk at the you know when it's before the song was finished. He used to hate that and mess yeah. up the tape. That's right. <laughs> so De La Soul is your favorite group, but De La Soul is part of a larger collective, which is known as the Native, Native Tongues. Tongues yeah. So you have Tribe Called Quest, Jungle Brothers, Queen Latifah, yeah. Moni Love. Mm -hmm. You even had Black Sheep in there. Mm -hmm. So of all, I'm a big Black Sheep guy. I'm a huge Tribe guy. Yeah. So if you have to choose, and I think I know what you're going to say, um, De La or Tribe. Who you got? So this is like, you know, we're talking about the Titans. Right. You know, this is Mount Rushmore over here. I go with De La. Ooh, De La Beach Tribe. I go with De La. And I know it's not a popular choice. I know it's, it's not, not a bad choice. choice. Um, but I just, you know, and I and I love Tribe. I love Tribe. Something about, something about, it's tough. It's I tough. It's tough. It's no wrong answer. It, yeah. I, and I will say that one, you know, I think, um, I think Pasta Noose. Right, is the most underrated. Oh, okay. I didn't think he was gonna say that. Okay. Nobody's, you know, True Goy May rest in peace. Is rest fantastic. in peace. Absolutely. Everybody seemed to recognize his brilliance, but Pasta Noose, I feel like he wasn't really respected. A lot of people who who know De La Soul's music might not even know the names of the members because, unlike a lot of other groups, they didn't refer to themselves by name that much on the record. And they have difficult names. Yeah. Um, you know, with Tribe, you have Q-Tip. Q-Tip is easy yeah. to remember. You have Fife, Fife Dog. Yep. Uh, you know, you have Malik Shabazz. You know, um, you have so many memorable, like Queen Latifah. You have a, that's easy. Moni Love. But De La Soul was more of a group than, uh, I mean, as far as, their sound. They were they were a unit. They were one. They were a group. They were a unit. They weren't they never un yeah. broke. You know, it, it broke my heart the way that Fife and Tip fell out. Right. Um, have you seen the Michael Rappaport documentary? Yes, I have. It's a great documentary. It's a fantastic documentary. Um, but I always felt like like De La Soul was riding together. 
through right. whatever. Always. Nobody was ever going to go solo. Straight out of Long Island, you know. New York. Yeah. Yeah, I just love them, man. That's I your favorite them. group. Yeah. So we talked about, you, you mentioned, before we go on to the next record, you talked about Mount Rushmore. And I'd like to ask your opinion. Mount Rushmore, for those who don't know, I, I didn't know. It's four, not five. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on your Mount Rushmore of hip-hop? It could be a group. It can be a solo artist, whatever. You, I know Daylight's there, so that's that one spot that's gone. Who you, who's got the other okay. three spots? All right. So this is, because I am so native tongue influenced, I put them both. Okay, so Tribe. Yeah, I mean, tribe. look, Tribe that's is... Two. That's half of the four. Half of the four, but it's not... Uh, tribe is, is my my top two groups, personally, or Wu-Tang and Tribe. Um, so, and I think they switch up one-to-one. -one. I mean, depends on what kind of mood I'm yeah. in. But you've got um, Tribe. Up there. You've got De La. Who's going to the other two? Okay. Solo or group, doesn't matter. Now, okay. It's a um, very hard decision. It's a, tough, it's a tough question. And we're talking, it's so hard because are we talking flow? Are we talking whatever you Whatever, whatever your criteria is, as long as you can defend it, counselor. Okay. It, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to put someone, nobody's going to put this person there. Because, okay. you know, we all know the popular choices. Right. You know. Nas is incredible. Right. You know, what nobody can say Nas doesn't belong there. You can't say Biggie doesn't belong there. Right. So, right? Some people might, some people, depending on where you're from, might not yeah, put. Some people may not, I guess that's right. right. I'm, I'm East Coast influenced. Right. As am I. And so, um, but the. But I, I love the West too. Let me just shout out to the yeah, West Coast. I enjoy it as well. Shout out to LA. Hey, nationally, absolutely. <laughs> My mom's from LA, so okay. Absolutely. Los Angeles in the house. Um, but let me put a storyteller on the board. Okay. Greatest storyteller. Storyteller I put on the board is Slick Rick. Oh, yeah. Well, 100%. So Slick Rick goes up there. I agree with you. I mean, people people talk about Nas being the best or one of the best storytellers. But Slick Rick's story, um, children's story, that song is, you know, an absolute gem of hip-hop, right? And that's just one example of a story. He's told lots of stories, but... yeah. And it, I can't think of someone who has a better story than that particular record. Like, I mean, I love Nas, and Nas got some good stories, but that story at that time and the flow, it's yeah. So Slick Rick's, you know, his next level. Yeah, I, I his first this. album is yeah, next level. Yeah, his, that that first album is crazy. He doesn't even so have a big discography, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. Uh, so then, and I think I probably would put so that's fourth three. Nas. I probably would put fourth. Okay, so you Nas like you're a cerebral guy. You're a professor, so you yeah, like that's where I go with. That's right. where I go with. It. Go I love with the lyrics. The, I love the intricacies. Right. So no, Rakim. Rakim didn't make it. The microphone guy. Right. Rakim. Yeah. Big Daddy Kane didn't yeah. make it. I mean, how can we limit it to four? Well, you gotta you choose, know? man. Look, you gotta yeah, choose. I think I, I would put. It's hard. Uh, yeah, I would. I would probably put those four. Um, and then I, because I think you've got to have a storytelling spot, and which goes right. to Rick. And then those four. Then of course I love Rakim. Big Daddy Kane had his own thing, the smooth flow. Right. Um, I don't put him in the category of Rakim or some of the other. Yeah, know, I would agree with that. Um, but he's, you know, he's. He's extraordinary in his own right. I love I love Bismarcky. Bismarcky, right? But not for his lyrics. Not for his lyrics. Right. Um, for his beatboxing. For have you his... ever been to a party that he DJ'd? Ever... No. I've been to two or three. The last one I remember was in uh, the Essence Fest in in New Orleans, and it was a long time ago. I think it was about two thousand and two. I've never. My favorite DJ that I've ever 
listen to is DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Biz Marquis, the way he ate, I think he, I was with this guy who's off camera right now. <laughs> I'm sure I was. Uh, at that party, at that time, what I what I heard him mix, he mixed Computer Love by Zapp and Roger with, I can't remember the Biggie song. It was the Biggie acapella on, of something. I never heard any, anything like that before or since. And I was blown away. I was like, and then the whole part, he just carried the party. He just carried it. I've it, heard the Biz is extraordinary. Yeah, Biz, rest in peace, Biz Marquis. Yeah, rest in peace. I met him at the, I met him on the plane once. Man. Oh, nice. I met Biz, and um, at the time, my, my son, my he's currently six years old. I got him into the Fat Boys and some of the early hip hop. Oh wow! And I got okay. You're serious. Biz. This is a family yeah. affair. Yeah, yeah, I got him into Biz, and so I saw Biz at the airport. Is actually on the way to Minnesota for the Super Bowl. Wow! I had some business there. Biz was doing the part. So normally I don't approach people. I know they have their problem, but I had right. to approach Biz. Of course. So how did you not him. look at that face? Yeah. <laughs> right. I said to him, I said, "Hey," I said, "I didn't say, hey. I said, excuse me, sir." Um, I just want you to know that I love what you do. Right. And my son loves your music. My 10-year-old son loves your music. And he looked at me, he said, Yo, Gabba Gabba. <laughs> Did you, <laughs> is, what's the, I can't, I'm not, I don't know if I'm, the, if I can attract, the, but the beat of the day, is that the, the song, it's like a two-minute song. It's, it, it may be, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and look and I'll correct if I'm wrong, but I believe it's called the beat of the day. And he, it's like for kids though that he does. And I, I don't know what it comms from, but my, it was streaming one day, and my girls were listening to it. My daughters. It, so it may be connected to Yo Gabba Gabba. Maybe which is why so. He said that, but my son liked Biz from the stuff. Right, I that, taught that him. you taught him. Right, not you know, not this stuff, but yeah. but Biz obviously thought that I was right. referencing Yo Gabba Gabba. But let me say, I I, I want to go back. It's not, I don't love him for the lyrics, but one song that he had which was, you know, people call him the clown prince of hip-hop, and I, I get it. But a song that meant a lot to me was The Vapors. Oh, yeah, that was a great song. Because... Yeah. That was the name of the album as well, right? Yeah. That was, yeah. And it's all about, for those who don't know, it's all about people sleeping on you, and then later, when you rise right, up, right. you know, they see it. And I guess as the a vapors. kid, I don't know what, what sort of, you know... You are a cerebral guy, man. Woo! <laughs> Gee whiz, I'm intimidated right now. Harvard Law in the <laughs> building, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, so I so I don't know that, that you know, the, the those top four are, are what they are, but... Those they, are good choices, solid choices. 20. You Alfred, could. We you, could expand it to 20. You gotta, you gotta pick somebody, yeah. so your choices are... Uh, Meet my approval for what that's worth. Thank you. I appreciate that. So the next record we have, it's uh, behind us, behind you right here. Uh, it was this, It's a single, actually, the Run DMC single, the, the two two singles, actually, the A and the B side, My Adidas and Peter Piper. Why did you pick that record? So Peter Piper, I like the song. Right. But My Adidas, anyone who's heard that song, it just thumps. It does thump. Oh, I mean, you just feel like they're stomping down the street. And you remember how old you were when that song came out? Man, I think I don't that, remember. I'm, 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 I, I don't know 100%. I, I want, someone says I want to say 87, 88, but I may be wrong. I have, to, I have to go back and look. I remember from growing up, but I don't remember exactly the year. It's probably around there. And, um, but you know what's interesting about it is now as a lawyer, and in today's world, they be getting millions for making that song. Yeah, millions. They just got Adidas got so much free publicity. So much free back publicity, then. you know. And I mean, the literally, literally, um, like I think I know about Adidas or knew because of that song. Because I remember when we were kids, 
that we used to make this joke, and I'm not going to say the last, because this is a family show, I'm not going to say the last letter, but all day I dream about an S. You can yes, imagine. Yes, everybody would pick the, yes. <laughs> yep, yep. And that was, I mean, that was around the time that song came out. And uh, as far as Peter Piper is concerned for me, have you, have you ever heard, uh, you just, I just referenced Jeff, shout out to DJ Jazzy Jeff, who's like an amazing live DJ, as well as on Wax, um, when he records something. He can mix that song like, just Google it. People out there listening to this, anybody, Google Jazzy Jeff, YouTube, whatever, Peter Piper mixing will blow you away. I never, I don't know, I don't know that was humanly possible. He's like DJ Grandmaster Flash. I don't know if you've ever seen him DJ, but like Jeff just takes that to another level. It's like, whoa. I've never seen Jeff DJ in person. I've never seen him in person either, only online and, and listening to his stuff. Yeah. So it's amazing. Our next record that you chose is uh, Most Def's first record, Black on Both Sides. Why'd yeah. you choose that album? So that album, you know, I tried to choose albums that are through, you know, that that are, you know, Alfred, some albums of any genre have pieces to them. Right. And they're kind of discrete pieces. And other albums, and they are a comprehensive whole. Right. Oh, that's, and yeah. that album is a comprehensive whole. Wow, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and there's one song, this is a, a, a family show, so I'm not going to Well, you can say it. That's not, I mean, no, it's artistic. I know. We, I'll we, let you say it. You, right. you bring me in. You, we, we we were talking when you first got here, and you, when you were picking the records, and I, I said, what's your favorite song on that album? And he says, well, the reason that this song is my favorite, because it's one of the greatest, I don't know if you said one of the greatest, or the greatest story because you're again cerebral guy, you like you like a good story, uh, ever told on in a, in a in a record, and I say, well, what, what song are you talking about? Miss Fat Booty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it is. It's a great song, great sample from Aretha Franklin. Great Aretha Franklin sample, great song, and and after Slick Rick storytelling, right? The storytelling in that song. Is I mean to me it's like a it's a great it's like a novel. great story. It's, it's, it is I mean, a novel. It's, it's incredible. And it, as a man me. who's chasing after a woman that ignores you, and then doesn't ignore you, <laughs> then ignores you again, you can relate to the lyrics if you've ever had that experience. I'm not saying I have, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so most, and then of course, um, you know, I mean, most is. Yassine Bey. Yassine Bey now. Um, but Moses, um, Yassine, is certainly one of the most conscious artists oh, that we've ever had in the world of hip-hop. And, and to me, I'm just, I, I, I love him. I love Talib Kweli. Talib Kweli has a lot of albums. Yeah. Um, and they obviously have the Black Star album together. Right. But um, I'm Mos Def doesn't have that many albums. I think no. he has about three. Three solo, three, three or four. I can't think off the top of my head. I think it's maybe like four um, but not, but under five. Yeah. And I think that's just, I mean, he's, that just, you know, he's just, he does other things. This is, you know, he's, You're right. he's an actor, actor he's a, activist, he's, like, yeah. yeah. So crazy. I wish I need more most deaf in my life, but I think yeah. that's an excellent choice. <laughs> that, you, that Brooklyn you. flow, um, that was the, you know, that other side, the, the consciousness, right? Cause Biggie has the, uh, and Jay-Z, they have a different type of Brooklyn flow, but that Nas, um, excuse me, the uh, most deaf, Really, like, whoa! He, I mean, he's just so cerebral and he's just so talented lyrically. It's just, I saw him perform at the Howard Theater in D.C., and uh, he did not disappoint. He did a great job. So, the next album, 
that you chose um, was Criminal Minded, Boogie Down Productions. Tell us about that, what that means to you. Yeah, so Criminal Minded, uh, did you see the movie Brown Sugar? Did I see the movie Brown That's Sugar? That's a silly question. That's a silly question. <laughs> I own, I look, I, it's so funny. We didn't talk about this. I just bought the DVD from Amazon because I like it so much. <laughs> My wife was like, why do you even, why are you buying a DVD? I said, look, man, I'm going to watch, I'm going to buy this DVD. It's a great movie. It's a great, it's a great film. And it begins with a number of hip hop artists. Right. I say a dozen. Yep. And the question that that she uh Sanaa Latham, I think that Sanaa Shout out to Sanaa Latham, yeah. Yeah, Sanaa Latham. She uh plays this uh, hip hop journalist. Mm -hmm. And she begins all of her uh, um uh uh interviews Views. with when did you fall in love when with hip hop? Hip -hop yeah. And I think that she got that the film producers got that from a De La song, I think on the Stakes Is High album, where they begin a song saying, "When's the first time you heard Criminal Minded?" Yeah, yes, that, yeah, that's the, yeah, the first time I heard Criminal Minded exactly I was, was and, you then, gotta, yeah. and then it leads into the song. Oh yeah, so many yeah, that's that's an that's that's probably that album is my Stakes Is High is probably my favorite De La album. Yeah, Stakes High. Um, it's and that's a hard to do because they got some great album. But that intro and and then the beat that comes after oh. that is like when they, the Man, beat kicks in. Can we play in. that? Do we have that? Well, well we you know what? We gonna, when we edit this, we'll come back and I'll just I'll add in that that beat. Man, the just... behind the, the episode. And, yeah. And the question leads to these incredible, you know, I remember when I was with my boys on so and so right, street. Right, right. And drinking a 40 with Lower East Side. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and um, so every time I see Criminal Minded, I think about that, and I think about how that question right they they did bite that off of De La Soul. so many people mm -mm -mm. because of what Criminal Minded meant to them. Right, but yeah, they bit that off De La Soul. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, mm -mm. a lot of biting going on out here in the world. But uh, let's move on yeah. uh, to uh, the next album, which is one of my personal favorites as well, uh, Midnight Marauders by a Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, talk yeah. about this album. Let's talk about this one. So De La Soul. I love Three Feet High and Rise, Three Feet High and Rising, and I loved Stakes Is High, and some other albums I also enjoy, Balloon, Mind State, and others. Right. I enjoyed a lot, mm -hmm. but when you take Tribe's first three albums, yeah. to me they are all equal. Tribe's albums are all three of them. One, yeah. and then you, the next one is just as good, and the next one is just as good. And Midnight Marauders is the third of the, it keeps of the getting, Troika. Right, yeah. it keeps getting better and better with Tribe. Yeah, and so when that one came out, I was in college, and I'm like, man, do these guys ever stop? Because I thought Low End Theory was... Low End Theory was... You know, that that might be, Low End Theory might be my favorite Tribe album. Yeah, Low End Theory was But, I mean, this is right behind it. And this is an album that I actually pulled um, for you that you hadn't heard of which was a, a mashup of um, the tribe and the far side, which is called Bizarre Tribe, which is a, a tribute to both groups. And um, this is by a DJ known as Amerigo Gasby. I, I shout him out all the time. He needs to start paying me some money because uh, <laughs> I'm always shouting him out. But this this album is it's, um, in the style of both Low End Theory. The, the, the album art is in the style of both Low End Theory and Midnight Marauders. Mm -hmm. And uh, this album is dope, people. Go out and buy yeah, it. I have to, I've not listened to right, it. Right, right. And and I know you have to get home to to family and 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 
You don't have time to sit around here with us listening to music all day. But <laughs> if you did. <laughs> I wish I did. I, uh, I wish I had some time because I would love to, because as I was mentioning to you, I just love the far side. I love the far side. I love Fat Lip. I think right. Fat Lip is under underrated. So you, right. And look, these are guys from L.A., so you're not all East Coast. You're not all East Coast. <laughs> right. Um, our next album that I want to talk about that you chose was a, a true hip-hop hit album, uh, Mecca and the Soul Brother uh, by Pete Rock yeah. and C.O. Smooth. This album is uh, for the for the, the hip-hop heads only. What does this album mean to you? Why'd you choose that? Yeah, so this album, I didn't, you know, I'm not, I didn't love every track off the album like some of these other albums we're talking about. Right, right. Me, I agree. Yeah, but they reminisce over you. Tribute to if that was it, Roy that's all it needs. Straight bang. Right, I mean, that's, that song is that's, incredible on every that, level. I mean, that beat, I mean, I mean, you can't. I'm going to put that in on the way home. I'm right. On the way home because that is just, you cannot, I mean, it is dope. And it's, uh, you know, for those who don't know, it's um, a tribute to um, uh, a friend of uh, of theirs who passed away. I think one of Heavy D's dancers. Right. Correct. Trouble T. T. Roy. Exactly. And um, so it's a it's a moving song. It is so it's moving. It's a beautiful, the, the lyrics, family-oriented song. Right, right. And, and the, the video was great. Yeah. I used to watch this video um, on, I don't know, you, I'm sure you remember the box. We used to have to, uh, to pay for the video call mm -hmm. and... You yeah. know, that was such a racket, but <laughs> <laughs> I, for some reason, I used to always see that people who was order, ordering this video a lot, that and two live crew, so go figure. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I used to watch them both. Um, so our uh, second to last record that we have here is a true hip-hop classic, uh, not necessarily because of it, it was so good, but because it's just maybe the foundational like what I call foundational album, uh, Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh Crew, the world's greatest entertainer is the album. Yes. And uh, you chose that. You saw that and you were like, what? Yeah, this is very <laughs> important for me to choose. Um, Talk about that. So Dougie Fresh is, um, for those who don't know, again, a straight-up musician with his mouth. Right. He's a beatbox. And he, so my son... The one who I got into early hip hop. Now, now you have three sons. I have three sons. Yeah. So I'm the, so the youngest son, the baby, is all is the hip hop. The head? baby's the, the baby's the Ravens fan. <laughs> okay. The middle guy's a hip hop guy, and the older guy is actually the musician. He plays a French horn. He plays oh. a mellophone. He's oh, a conductor wow. in his school band. Wow. So, um, so shout out to all of my boys. shout out to the boys, all of my boys, Duru boys, um, Duru. Yes, right. <laughs> this. So he came home from school one day, and in music class, he told me they were studying beatboxing. Wow. And they, I guess the homework or whatever was to listen to this YouTube, one of these new school YouTube right. beatboxers. And you're like, son, let, me, like, no. let, me, let me talk to you. Let's go and have a real lesson, <laughs> yes. son. And we went back to Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh, like, put you your ballys on. Yeah, <laughs> no, so Rick, we're- I was about to, but I need right. a shoe horn. Exactly. I mean, and that's all you need to know about Dougie Fresh, okay? <laughs> um, our last album was an album that you you it caught your attention. It's another album. Again, America Gathering, you better start sending the checks, buddy. Uh, it's a mashup of De La Soul and Fela. Fela yeah. We listened to a little bit. For those who don't know, Fela was a musician, uh, foundational musician from Nigeria, jazz musician, soul musician, um, a, a soulful dude. And he chose to, uh, the DJ, Gazaway chose to combine 
those two artists and and making one record. So you saw this and you were like, wow. I think you thought at first it was Three Feet High and I Rising. I did. I did. Because uh, it's the same cover. Exactly. Right. The left side is the same. Right. And then I saw Fela. And my dad's Nigerian. Oh, and nice. So, shout out to Nigeria. Yeah, shout out to Nigeria. So I respect Fela and all that he's done. So I'm interested in listening to this through and through. So I might have to borrow this this piece of vinyl. Yeah, man, you 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 can. And Amerigo, I mean, I don't know where you are, bro. I'm tagging you when this comes <laughs> <laughs> when we release this. I mean, I'll accept uh, credit cards, cash, anything you want to send my way, brother. Um, oh, I, I, how could I forget? I, I'm I'm I was about to say that that was it, but how could we forget my favorite artist of all time, Lauren Hill, and the album of the Fugees, the score, their second album, actually. Many, many people think it was their first, yeah, but it was the their second. second. Yeah. Talk about this album, what it means to you. Yeah, so this album was incredible for me. I love the Fugees. Um, I love the diasporic nature of them. Right. You know what I mean? Um, from different nations. Um, I love Clef. Uh, I right. love Lauren. Lauren, love Lauren is Lauren just, is, you know, what are you going to do? She's straight next level. And the reason I love this album so much, truthfully, it's because of the emergence of Lauren Hill. You yeah, right. got to see her later in Miseducation Lauren Hill, which was right. This set the stage. Album, but this set the stage. And she just, I mean, she, every time she. Right. I mean, why are you imitating Al Capone, I'll be Nina Simone, defecating, defecating on, on your microphone. microphone? I mean, think about that line yeah, for a second. That's next level stuff. I mean, right. Lauren is just crazy. And she followed up with what I think is one of the most important albums in all musical history. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. That album is dope. And um, yeah, she's she's awesome. When I, I was in college when this came out, 1996, and I just remember listening to this thing over and over yeah. and over and over again, from front to back without skipping tracks. Yeah, nice. Which is dope. hard to do, you know, uh, in an album. It's dope. I love Lauren. I've never seen her in concert, unfortunately. I love to. I saw Clef in concert. Okay, I've seen Lauren, not Clef. Okay, Clef. I didn't realize he was such an accomplished guitarist. Right, he's a, he's a musician. I mean, he is really a musician. He was doing things with the guitar. I, mean, I, f I felt like I was looking at you know old videos of Jimi Hendrix. Wow, wow. Uh, he was really extraordinary. So I have big respect for for Clef as well. It's that Haitian musicianship. Shout out to Haiti. Sac by Nabule, all the Haitians yes, out there. Absolutely. Um, would professor? I know you got to go. You I got, wish I didn't have to go. I know you you are, you're a busy man. You have a family and. Uh, I truly appreciate you coming in. Had a great time talking to you. Hopefully you come back. We can talk more. Oh, we'll bring in more vinyl records for you to look at. We'll talk more about what's going on with your business and your, and your life. Yeah, and uh, thank you so much for blessing us with your presence. Ah, thank you for blessing me. It's been a real, real pleasure. Thank you, Alfred. No problem. Anytime. You got an open invitation. Come appreciate on back. It.